My favorite thing about the Degrassi fandom wiki is um, the lists of nicknames for every character, which is just anything anyone has called them ever. Yes, <laughs> it's like, so funny. Like, the one for Craig includes jerk and stupid cokehead. <laughs> <laughs> Who called him a stupid cokehead? Manny. Manny. Oh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Wow. You know, sometimes even our favorites can be problematic queens. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast where we go absolutely cuckoo bananas over our favorite characters from Degrassi The Next Generation. I'm Keely Bell, and you can join me every week with a special guest to talk about how these characters did whatever it takes and how exactly they made it through. Welcome back. This is the... Well, okay. I always get the name wrong. <laughs> this is Cuckoo Bananas, exclamation point, a Degrassi colon, the next generation podcast. And I, Keely Bell, I, I noticed in the last couple episodes that I've been forgetting to introduce the podcast. We've just been kind of going oh, straight no. in. <laughs> so I've been like, oh, I should probably um, tell people what this is. Um, this is the podcast where we deep dive every single Degrassi character that's ever existed. You know, the ones that are, um, main characters. And this week, I'm so excited because we've got a new co-host on today. <laughs> Give me a round of applause for my dear friend, Jesse. Yay, Jesse! Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, honestly, this somehow feels like a long time coming. It, it really does. It's because I think you were one of the first people that I told about this idea of having this podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Which, like, you were one. Of... I'm shocked you haven't had a Degrassi podcast sooner. This entire time, I know. Yeah. Just me shouting into the void <laughs> about Degrassi. But yeah, you're one of the first people I told about this idea. You were one of my first people that I was like, I need to have this guy on as my uh-huh. as as a co-host at some point. Um, and it's funny because these last couple weeks we've been really breaking boundaries with my co-hosts because mm-hmm. last week I had Miranda on and she's the first co-host that I've had that I actually met through Degrassi. Ooh. And you are my oldest friend yeah. that I've had on. We've been friends <laughs> for like over a decade. Over a decade. Like, like well over a decade, I think. Well, like 2008? Yeah, like 2008 definitely. So like, yeah, way over a decade. Um, and I've known you longer. I've known Daniel, known you longer than I've known Aaron. So that's the crazy part. Yeah, that is insane to think about. Uh. Mm-hmm. We've, <laughs> like, we've really gone through a lot and yeah. never met in person. That's crazy. I mean, it's hard because <laughs> you live in sort of one of the most expensive areas to travel to. Mm-hmm. And I live in one of the yeah. most abysmally boring places to travel (laughs) like yeah there's no coincidental vacation to cleveland exactly exactly i mean unless i were to like what happens in cleveland Um, nothing the republican national convention happens in cleveland oh no that sounds correct yeah exactly yeah Um, okay so we are here this week to discuss none other than Craig Manning. This episode has been like, I've been, it's a deeply anticipated one. Ooh, yeah, you've talked about Craig so much already. It, exactly. Like, I feel like to the, at the, t- by the time that we get to the end of this batch of characters, 
We'll have already deep dived basically everyone, and then we'll get to the JT episode and be like, oh, well, we've talked about him basically in every other episode yeah, before this. Yeah, just like super cut every other mention of mm-hmm. JT into one episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what are our general opinions on Craig Manning? How do you feel about him? Oh, I, I have long loved Craig. Like, when I... Mm-hmm first watched Degrassi I was very like Craig oh is my god right right let me okay I forgot to do this last time with Miranda but how did you get into Degrassi we'll start there. that's a fun <laughs> I got into Degrassi because I was friends with you um really because I never watched it at all mm-hmm. um and we would talk like every day and then on Fridays you would be gone for like an hour to watch Degrassi. So I was like, (laughs) I guess I'll also watch Degrassi now. Um, That sounds right. That sounds correct. I started watching it and I started watching it like a really strange place to start watching it. Um, Mm -hmm. Do do you remember what that place was? I want to say the... I want to say... I remember one of the first episodes I saw is the one where Holly J is hanging out with Toby. Um, oh, I love that and like Because <laughs> I watched it with my brother, and he was like, is mm-hmm. this whole show just this girl getting dunked on by everybody? <laughs> uh, I love that episode. And, uh, yeah, it was a great introductory episode. Uh, I could see that. And then I was going to say, like, I obviously was, like, watching it at the height of the end. So then would, like, mm-hmm. watch the Every Degrassi Ever marathons and stuff. Right. Right. And it's so funny because I I will go on record as saying that seasons six and seven are my least favorite seasons of the series. But I feel like for most people my our age, um, those are the first seasons that we actually saw. Yeah. And somehow I was still, like, now that I'm able to compare them to the rest of the series, I'm like, oh, season six and seven really suck. Yeah. But they were enough to, like, they were enough to suck me in. Yeah, they do have some of the most, like, boring storylines. I I was telling yeah. my brother about doing this, and, like, I was kind of telling him about rewatching Degrassi, because he watched a few episodes mm-hmm. with me. Um, and he said the golden era of Degrassi is post-Drake in a wheelchair, but pre-Kevin Smith. And I was like, you're not wrong. <laughs> that is very accurate. Uh, I can definitely see that. Like, late season four, early season five. Yeah, because Kevin Smith rolls up at the end of season five. Um. So, okay. So now we've gotten how you got into Degrassi. So now yes. we can get to so, your opinions on Craig. Craig was like my best boy when I started watching Degrassi. Mm-hmm. I like loved Craig. Not in the sense that like I've never like had a crush on Craig or been like, I mm-hmm. gotta get with Craig. Um, right. I always like weirdly identified with him for like someone who didn't have a lot going on in their life. Uh, right. <laughs> but um. Like, if I, me in high school, and I guess you can kind of verify this because you knew me in high school. Like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I was probably, like, an Ashley in high school. Yes. I was, like, I can kind of see that. Very pretentious and had, like, very bad main character syndrome in high school. I 
I can see that a little bit for you. And somehow I was able to tolerate it. Yeah, so I don't. I think that automatically means you're better than Ashley. I hope so. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, later on in my life, I found out that I have bipolar disorder. Uh, and mm-hmm. I kind of like rewatched some Degrassi. Then I was like, "Oh, this is why I was so attached <laughs> to this character." <laughs> like yeah. the sort of isn't that always internal life that was going on. But um, I also always right. just love characters that have like absurdly dramatic storylines. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I'm always like this character because when I was looking back on Craig's like <laughs> Degrassi wiki page, I was like wow like every single plot of his is stakes are so high yeah like someone is he is great at like Jay Epstein is great at taking a fake punch and Craig mm-hmm. gets beat up so much so often so and he often. and he beats people up so yeah. much um and everything is always so intense with him which I love I always mm-hmm. the like you're right to say season six and seven drag because they just have the most normie storyline like I don't care. yeah exactly um, like we have to watch like Danny and Derek have like a, do a group project right. <laughs> like that's literally one of the plots though there is like a girl and like racism involved but also sure. it just feels like Danny and Derek having a group project right or like whenever the main storyline of an episode is like someone's running for class president I'm like why <laughs> do you want to go first um sure I can go first uh, okay. But I will say, I don't think anyone can introduce Craig better than, like, Craig introduces himself in the first Honestly. episode when he's like, I'm just an insignificant speck in the universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's literally his, like, top um, quote on his wiki page. <laughs> right. And I was like, I forgot he even said that. Right. Oh, boy. Um, he really called his shot then. Uh Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep it simple and say that okay. my three sentences to sum up Craig are sex, period, drugs, period, <laughs> and rock and roll, parenthetical, oh. also bipolar disorder and parental abuse. Oh, that's a good one. Damn it, I'm mad I didn't think of that. <laughs> um, okay, then I guess it's my turn. I don't know how I'll follow that up. Uh, Craig's arc in three sentences. God, that you are that is so perfect. <laughs> um, okay, Craig Manning starts out a teenage boy f- who seemingly has has a lot going for him. Period. Unbeknownst to everyone and himself, he is battling some very scary demons involving abuse mental illness eventually drug abuse etc period in the end he saves ellie from drowning i don't know in the end (laughs) in the end he proves himself to to um what is he proves himself to uh, ha- be a passionate musician and use all of his past trauma as art, period. And and in par- parentheses, and gets very successful doing yeah, so. Yeah, Craig really doesn't, like, get closure <laughs> other than becoming famous. 
truly he's like you know what <laughs> we're mentally ill we're drug addicted he does does he he says he goes yeah there's like, like a brief that, right? thing in degrassi goes hollywood where he was like i'm a year sober and like mm-hmm. pete wentz looks at him uncomfortably <laughs> that whole cameo gets me because it's not just pete wentz it's also hey Monday, yeah and like Cassidy Pope is standing there looking so awkward. Yeah, they just, like, stand there uncomfortably and, like, hold their bag of Lay's ketchup chips to the camera. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly what happens. Okay. So, I guess we can get started deep diving on Craig's plot lines. Um, I'll go first, since you went first with the three sentences. Sure. So... Mr. Manning, or, or this is about right. Mr. Manning, but I meant Craig. M- Craig Manning. <laughs> um, he's introduced in season two, which I, I've taken, like, I've honestly, that is, it's not even a trope at this point, but it's just like a little, like, you build the, you build the world, right. right? And then you're like, okay, next season, this person's gonna come and fuck everything up and just, like, just send in a hurricane and that's craig really because it's like everything seemed very you know normal (laughs) everything like they set up this world in season one where it's like we've got so many young characters they're all starting cheer squads meeting pedophiles (laughs) on the internet um you know basic seventh and eighth grade stuff then we bring in (laughs) craig and he just Literally, his entire existence is it blends everything up like a blender. Um, and so he we we first meet him, um, and we know instantly that he is the brother of Angela Jeremiah, who is Joey Jeremiah's right. daughter. And that is shown when he creepily goes to her school takes creepy <laughs> pictures of her through the fence and then runs away. Like, like Craig creep. probably should have just been immediately um, arrested. <laughs> honestly. Because, like, now that I work in childcare, I'm like, Same. I was like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the, like, biggest, like, taking a picture of a child without their parents' consent is, like, worse than yeah. murder in, not even in the parents' eyes, it's in the, like, the, the corporation's eyes, yeah, actually. Because no. it's, like, the parents usually couldn't care less um but like it's always like yeah, do like, not take pictures uh, of my job we have to have like explicit paperwork saying that you can take a picture of a child mm-hmm. like <laughs> we're more guarded than the nation's <laughs> capital <laughs> that's a serious taking a picture of a child um, so that's how we meet craig and that's how we know that he is um related to angie and therefore related to joey and you know some degrees of separation right. we find out that he is the, the most like convoluted yeah. <laughs> in the most convoluted way he is the son of joey's now deceased right. wife that she had with mr manning a 40 year old doctor which is like i've asked this question twice already on this podcast what was the age gap between Craig's mom and his dad. Right. I need like, to know. Like, was like was Julia Jeremiah a young... Like, was she the same age as Joey? And, like, she just happened to get knocked up by, like, a med student at 17 or something? Or was she a little bit older than Joey right. and she and Mr. Manning are, like, closer yeah, in age? interesting. But, um, so, 
Craig, yeah. So that's how we are introduced to Craig. We know that he's got this very convoluted, like, relationship to Joey Jeremiah. And then we find out that Craig's dad. Yeah, like immediately. (laughs) And immediately, like, he gets home and things are tense. And his dad's like, where the fuck were you? And Craig's like, um, um, um. And then Craig gets the shit kicked out of him. Like, his, like it's very graphic. His dad, like, throws him to yeah. the ground, kicks him. He breaks his camera. Then, like, he breaks his camera, yeah. Which is another... So that's a whole nother right. thing, Craig and his camera. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, his dad breaks the camera. He doesn't like Craig seeing Joey and Angie, probably because his wife left him for Joey. Right. Um, Craig is, like not allowed to see his own sister which is very sad and so then like that's when we're introduced to craig and then like then happens the 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 point in the episode where like doesn't he like try and beat down his door it's like in the the second part of it or whatever it's like um Mm -hmm. because joey tries to like reach out to Mr. Manning. Uh, oh, right. And then that's how he mm-hmm. finds out that Craig is like trying to see his sister and trying to see Joey. Um, right, right. Uh, so, like, it's like when uh, his dad gets the phone call, Craig like runs to his room and then he comes up and just starts beating the door with a like, Right. Up. And, and he Craig starts jumps beating out the down window. the door. Uh, it's so insane. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he goes and meets up with Sean. Um, and then, like, almost yes. jumps in front of a train because he's so sad. Right. And so that all happens. Craig is then taken out of his dad's custody um, and moves in with Joey once all of that comes to light. To, like, when everyone finds out that his dad... And he confides in Sean about it. And Sean's like, hey, right. this shit's fucked up. And that's when Joey steps in and is like, no, I'm taking care of my <laughs> right. former stepson now. And then fast forward an entire season. So season two is done really well in the sense that we open it on this arc and then we end yes. this arc on the end of the season by yeah, he just murdering. Died. He just straight <laughs> up dies. He straight up just <laughs> passes away in a car accident. Um, and like, so by the end of the season, so Craig goes through this whole thing. Like he, he come, he, he's been abused. He, Comes to the season, fucks shit up. All the girls are in love with him. He go. He's living life as a regular kid, and then all of a sudden, his abusive dad. Yeah, he he. uh, His dad shows up again to try to like get Craig to come back to live mm -hmm. with him again. Exactly, and then he and Craig go to dinner, and Craig is like, "Maybe this is you know good. Maybe I maybe I should give him a chance." Blah blah blah. They get into an altercation outside of the of the restaurant. His dad slaps him in public and knocks him down. And Craig is like, "No, never again. You're never gonna hit me again." And then he runs off. And his name Albert. It's, Am I thinking uh, it's like correctly? Albert? Is that man's or, name Albert. That sounds right. Yeah. And then Albert Manning gets in his car, and you can see that he drives off extremely yeah. like unhinged. Like you're like, oh shit. Like he like yeah, veers yeah, yeah. off, and it's like. And then, like, you know, I remember my first time watching that episode. I was like, I wasn't thinking much of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, he's emotional. <laughs> and then the next day, they're like, 
oh, Craig, your dad died in a car accident. <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh, shit. For a second, I was mm-hmm. like, are we going to see it? Do we see his dad die in a car accident? I oh, yeah. remember. I was like, are we going like, to watch a car <laughs> blow up on Degrassi? <laughs> like, that would be a totally, like, a totally different episode if we got to watch Albert Manning <laughs> if he just like veers off and just immediately dies like what a way to introduce a character what a way to have him like go through such huge like like uh important milestones I mean I don't know right but death a milestone but you they know do. Like, like, <laughs> use it to set up um, such... all of the rest of Craig's storylines by having him absolutely lose his shit over his dad dying precisely and honestly like the plant and payoff of craig's mental health we see it over and over and over again and yet and like when it finally comes to a head it is the most like yeah they've really been it's very well done because you can tell i noticed um, like i thought i kind of remembered craig's like mental health being like a really crazy storyline that was like really like over the top mm-hmm. but when I was re-watching I was like oh this is actually like pretty consistently shown throughout yeah yeah like we 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 see it first when his dad dies and then like he's he goes I don't know yeah. if you consider that manic it's a pretty or like, like like there's a lot of grief like, in it obviously um since he and Terry talk about mm-hmm. that but uh it is pretty like a lot of classic right. sort of like manic symptoms yeah like showing up to school like he's like oh yeah your dad has passed away like let's take some days off and figure out what's how we're gonna deal with this emotionally and he's like i'm fine i'm gonna go to school and they're like maybe not um i don't know if that's a good idea goes to the school goes to the dance yeah um, all of that i love that they just like announced to the entire class that craig's dad died (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is, feels mm-hmm. weird mm-hmm. Um, that they would just uh, yeah. like I get saying like oh Craig's gonna take some time off school just so you all know but they're just like straight up like Craig's dad died in mm-hmm. a car accident so he's gone <laughs> and they're all like oh no <laughs> but yeah that's my first plot point for Craig is his entire because like season two is such a good like like I said, like, it's such a good introduction to Craig that we get to see him, like, go through so much shit in that one season that would then inform yeah, him for definitely. the rest it's of the series. It's a great introduction to Craig and a great setup for where they mm-hmm. plan to take the character. Mm-hmm. All right, we can go with your right. first point now since I just vomited all over um, No, <laughs> it, it's a good tie-in because my first plot point is just kind of broadly Craig's relationship with Joey um I love that I love that relationship I love uh I think uh it's played really well I think it's a a really interesting like parent child dynamic Mm -hmm. to have on the show Um, yeah yeah I think Mm -hmm. they do a great job of like uh, uh, Joey obviously like is a father but does not have a teenage son which he very mm-hmm. suddenly does have um, right and I love in the first season yeah. uh, the episode where they steal the car uh, and and just like the the contrast mm-hmm. between like, Joey and Craig's father and like the freedom Craig has and 
how that relationship between them is set up and then developed. Um, I think it's like a really realistic look at like a parent not knowing how to deal with what their kid is going through at any point. Um, And I like that they make a point Mm -hmm. to show that Joey is like a concerned parent uh, and maybe sometimes a little too harsh and maybe doesn't react well to everything Craig is going through. Uh, Right. Like, I feel like he does the whole thing of like, it's kind of like, he's like, well, I've been so lenient now. Now he feels like he needs to like overcorrect a lot of the time. Exactly. And And he really, they really get into that. Um, with Craig's bipolar disorder mm-hmm. when Joey becomes like very protective and all yes. like, his worries aren't misplaced. He's just very strict about them. Um, like you're also like, I understand Craig, right. Craig is insane. <laughs> like he does do crazy shit mm-hmm. um, and is probably a danger to right. himself. But, uh, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I think they do a great job of showing like the, the difference, right? Like Craig has been abused by his father and Joey can be harsh and that could easily turn into right. like, another abusive parent storyline. But I love that they always like reconcile that like exactly. Joey apologizes to Craig a lot that they like talk mm-hmm. about it. It's just Which a great like... relationship to portray. I like that even with like mm-hmm. uh, Craig's coke addiction, I... he leaves... Uh, when when he leaves for rehab, he's he's going to Calgary where Joey is. Yeah, yeah, I totally, yeah, I love their relationship. Like, it's such a unique take on like a father son relationship because Joey and Craig have basically the same age gap right. as like Spike and Emma, right? Like, it's the same. Like, it's as if Joey right. was a teen parent, which he was not. So it's like he still wants to be young and hip and fun while at the same time being like, I need to yeah, set boundaries with this kid. It's like, yeah, he wants to be a and, cool dad, uh, but doesn't mm-hmm. understand that like you can't. And it's cool to see him learn that. They learn together, yeah. kind of. Um, and I like that mm-hmm. they have a, I think it's really cool to see a character that is like a, a strict parent sometimes who, who like maybe messes shit up, but right. knows how to like apologize. <laughs> That's really cool to see. With those first few seasons, we got to see such interesting parent and child dynamics, like um, like Emma uh, and Snake and Joey and Craig, where it was like, this isn't your real dad, but now we're taking right. on that. Which um, like obviously is such role. a thing for them. And like, and like it was, I think it's because they had to like tie together the original series and the next generation somehow. So they were like, well, let's interweave these characters as well as we can. And it really worked for them. Like, especially once Caitlin was brought in and yeah. then it became Joey, Caitlin, Craig, and Angie as, as this like weird kind of mixed family where it's like, literally, this is like, this looks like a right. nuclear family, a mom, a dad, a daughter, and a son. But like the, the daughter and the son's mom is dead. Yeah, That's not his real dad. With, like, Craig and Joey, their relationship mm-hmm. is a huge focus of um, Craig's storyline. Yeah. And um, I, I think, like... Exactly. It, it, especially, like, with Degrassi's target audience, I think it's really uh, good in the early seasons that they show these, like, different kinds of parent-child relationships and, like, encourage having I a relationship totally agree. with your parents. Yeah, like when Craig goes with Emma to find her her birth dad, um, that's such a like we get to see Craig's feelings on like 
fatherhood and um and those parent-child relationships because he's so supportive of Emma. Like he's the only person really that's very supportive of Emma going and finding her birth father because he's like, guess what? I'm a fucking orphan. Like I don't have a dad or a mom. I live in some guy's house. (laughs) That's the quote. Like, and I, 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 yeah, I totally agree. His relationship with Joey is just iconic. But, um, so I guess I'll take on my second plot point now. Which is really a more generalized idea um, because we will delve into ships later, like specific ones. But for Craig, his his romantic ships, his romantic uh, plots are such a big part of his character that I feel like it's weird to not discuss Craig's um, intimacy and and issues and inability to love separately from the girls that were involved. So... Craig shows time and time again that he's got some weird issues with getting close to people and picking the right girl or picking girls at all. You know, he's very much a player and cheats on Ashley aggressively with Manny. Um, And just like it's so like we first see it, we, we get Craig's first like romantic, um, plot in one of my favorite episodes which is the episode where they're going to the 80s dance and I love that episode so much I don't even know why I think it's just such a good it's a good episode all around for like all the characters involved like it's silly it's fun and then by the end of it it's such like a heartfelt moment for Emma because it's like her big um her big issue with with Snake and um Spike dating that's her big plot in it but like it takes us a fun ride to get to that point. I think that's why it's one of my favorite episodes. But that whole episode, uh, Emma is really crushing on Craig, which right. like <laughs> that's something we never see again. But isn't that such a funny? That's such a funny like way to introduce it. Is like, oh my god, Emma's got this huge crush on Craig. Ooh, but and then and he's like, oh cool, like I'm gonna help these grade um, eights get into our high school dance. And he, like, tries to sneak them in. It's really fun. Right. And Emma's thinking he's doing this all for her. And at the same time, and they really plant this early, because at the same exact time, so Craig, he like, he's leading on Emma and Manny. Right. And he ends up asking Manny to dance. And Emma's very sad about it. But at the same time, before Craig even leaves for the dance, doesn't Joey go, are you going to take that Ashley girl? And so we know, like, that's an instant plant that we know that Craig is yeah. just interested in so many girls at once. Like, he can't, he can't focus. No, not at all. <laughs> he can't focus on one girl at a time. He's, I'm interested in this Ashley girl, but I'm taking this, I'm taking these grade eights to this dance just so I can sneak them in. But, oh, I'm going to ask Manny to dance with me, even though Emma's right there and we've right. been friends since we were kids. Like, it's a lot. And that's, like, really the first time we get to see Craig be, like, in a romantic setting. And then as the season goes on, wow, that's also obviously, he goes episode. on that date with Manny. And that episode's amazing. I love that episode. It, that episode made me, it made me realize that I love that trope yes, of, like, here's two so sides of the same well story. In that episode. Because that way, it's such a good, like, acting exercise yeah. when you've got such young actors, like, 
we really got to see the best of Jake and the best of um, Cassie in that episode because they they were so young and yet they really knew how yeah, to they play this such a great job with that. And I guess we can talk about ways. it more in the ships, but like Craig and Manny is mm-hmm. so much fun because they those two are just great together. Yeah, they have such good chemistry and they've and the two Absolutely. of them are such two of the best actors, honestly, on this show. It always just feels so real, and I think it is because um, Cassie has said she said on TikTok recently that um, since they were so young, a lot of their characterization was built off of them as, like, people. They were like, you know what? Cassie would handle this kind of plot really well. We'll write this in, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, Craig's romantic conquests are extremely, like, they, they range from, you know, Manny to Ashley to Ellie, like, kind of in a, like... I'm just picturing like yes. a little ball inside a box, just yeah. hitting all the all the all the sides. You know what I mean? Uh, he wants to juggle all of the girls yes. and have none of them find out about it, which he somehow consistently thinks will work. Exactly. I'm so curious as to like what right. was going on in Craig, the character, the fictional character's mind at this time, because it's like obviously we, as two people who. Um, have had our share of man drama in our pasts. Um, we always want to be like, right. what was going on in the brains of this fuckboy? boy? Um, <laughs> and I don't think anyone will ever truly know except that fuckboy. boy. And it's Craig has like, obviously yeah. daddy issues, mommy issues with, you know, Julia Jeremiah passing away in his childhood so, like, that's probably a big factor in it. I don't know exactly how, but it's, like, the probably the one woman. He might, he might have problems with women specifically because... That makes sense, like, no because female influence died. kind of thing. Like... Especially since then Joey is single when he mm-hmm. takes in. Or like, like and Joey even, has his share of, right, like, trysts. Right. They're a little, like, I love, like, the holiday episode. Yeah. The, um, the big love triangle episode with the two with with them because like that's not just like craig's love triangle it's also joey's love triangle with kate oh, sydney and, um that evil bitch that joey Sydney's was dating the worst. Um, sydney was just the worst um and yeah like joey and 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 craig have such parallels where they are both kind of like little fuck boys that um hop from girl to girl and like to be seen as like you know the man and all of that stuff. Um, but like what I was saying about Craig's mom is that maybe my theory is that maybe her dying mm. gave him trust issues with women to where he cannot um, develop close relationships with them right. out of fear of then being abandoned. Because presumably Craig's mom would have like left his dad when he mm-hmm. was a baby and then died. Um, and his dad makes a very yes. big deal about like yes. the reason he doesn't <laughs> want Craig to know his sister or Joey is because his way he's like your mother left me and abandoned us. So like that could have been a very right. very much a big deal in uh, Craig growing Craig's life growing up. Yes, definitely. Yeah. He was abandoned by her when he was really little too to go start a new family, which we never hear. We never hear about Craig's life before, like 
between like between um his mom getting with joey and then his mom dying like we don't hear about that little Uh. part of their lives um but yeah like just craig has such a such a hard time committing to women um like he's so fine like like most men he's very fine with just having sexual relations with women but then once it comes to like actually um showing his feelings and having true feelings for them it's very hard i think we only really right. see that happen with ashley you know until right. degrassi goes hollywood where he fully takes it there with ellie but like w- we only get to see him have like a fully realized relationship with Ashley. And even then she is acting right. as his right. like exactly. savior and protector. It's very complicated. So like, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a little, it's interesting. I mean, I guess uh, uh, yeah. that kind of ties yeah. into where I wanted to go with my next plot point, uh, which is bipolar yes. disorder. Uh, because one thing that's a perfect uh, segue. With bipolar disorder in yes. general, a very common symptom is like not just impulsivity, but mm-hmm. specifically um, hypersexuality is a very common symptom of bipolar disorder, which maybe explains some yes. of the uh, tendencies mm-hmm. <laughs> towards women. Craig's bipolar disorder is, uh, I again, I remembered it being a very like overdramatic storyline that I assumed was a very like unrealistic portrayal of bipolar disorder. But mm-hmm. um, after like discovering I was bipolar, mm-hmm. I rewatched Degrassi. Uh, I obviously have a le- much less severe <laughs> version kind of bipolar disorder than Craig does, which is uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is a little obviously like dramatized, but I actually found it to be a much more grounded storyline than I mm-hmm. remembered. Um, obviously, there is a lot of like TV mental illness to it, right. but um, it, uh, I, it's shockingly consistent, yeah. I think. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think Jake Epstein mm-hmm. does a great job I of agree. keeping his like mania highs feel pretty grounded and not just absurd. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think yeah. the, the series of episodes, um, uh, the, the two-parter in which Craig's bipolar disorder is discovered have to be two of like, the most like infamous episodes of Degrassi at this point, right? Beats up Joey. Oh, beating up uh, Joey. Like that's just kind of kind of all of it happens at once. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so so it's so so uncomfortable to watch. Hard to watch. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, I don't mm-hmm. I don't even know what else to say about those episodes because they're just like it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, because they're just so like. When me and Daniel watched them over the summer, we, you know, like we have our share of mental illness as well. Oh yeah, um, not bipolar, I, but like you know, instances where it's like, where it's like, oh my god, I can yeah. just like when you know that your mental illness is taking over, and then everyone's yeah. looking at you. I like, think this like in a way, it nuts. is very beneficial like, oh. that they keep Craig's bipolar disorder a little broad because the point is clearly anyone with like dealing with mental illness mm-hmm. as a teenager or young adult can relate to that and the the uh the feeling of the, right. like, the stigma right. surrounding it whenever when you have a 
like mental disorder that it becomes very publicly known. Um, they, like, they clearly did their research. And like, obviously we know much more about bipolar disorder now, but in terms of like how mm-hmm. a manic episode looks, right. I think they actually do a great job. Like the things people describe are these like, you mm-hmm. know, feelings of, euphoria or feelings like you are invincible um right and uh I think a a common misconception with bipolar disorder that they actually do a very good job of portraying is that mania isn't always like these ecstatic like elated feelings like Craig really cycles between uh these like feelings of euphoria mm-hmm. and anger and that's like this sort of like volatile nature and these impulsive decisions and that's like very yes. true of a manic episode um which i thought was very very uh, mm-hmm. cool to see especially because i mean this is a time when people still called bipolar disorder manic depression um so i was really impressed that they like had you know like right the most yeah modern terminology that they're using um Degrassi is very good at staying up on that because I remember the first time back when we did the switch from STD to STI, the first time I ever heard it was on Degrassi. I was like, what? What's an STI? Is that a different kind of disease? That's got to be from like the government funding side of it. Exactly. Like an educational, we got to keep up with the most current terminology. We've got to keep up with that way it stays Um, being and I think the way they show Craig dealing with like the stigma of bipolar disorder and any mental illness is really cool like I I I forget what episode Mm -hmm. it's in it happens a few times but um every time Ashley's like are you having an episode I like physically reacted I was like oh that's like like, I get that she's supposed to be like being a supportive (laughs) girlfriend and Something I almost wish they explored more was the sort mm-hmm. of like but, uh, patronizing support, right? Yes, because that's Ashley. Uh, that's her big character flaw. <laughs> like, Ashley can't deal with having a bipolar boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for her, uh, which I think is something were, right. were they to do this storyline exactly. now. I feel like that would be more explored. That definitely wasn't the narrative at the time they mm-hmm. were making these episodes i will say like as much as i despise eli i mean like i don't hate eli and claire but like i hate the hype around them um i can safely say i think i can safely say that the series never acted as if it was claire's responsibility to track his mental illness and or help him like obviously you help people that you love in general but like they never put her right. in Ashley's position, uh, where which she is feels like it's now her the burden. single good thing I can think of about either of those characters. Uh, it's interesting how much they like backslide yeah. in their portrayal of like mental illness or specifically bipolar disorder between Craig and Eli. One hundred percent. They were. They went full like okay. We had Craig, a very realistic. Um, portrayal they're like and what then if they were like okay we've got Eli. just crazy um, <laughs> he's not only <laughs> he's not only bipolar he's also a hoarder he also right um, like he he crashes cars for fun uh <laughs> like they were like we did it relatively well before yes let's just go for it with this one 
Exactly. They were like, we, <laughs> we, we paid our dues by having a good portrayal. Let's, um, let's cash uh, in with that. Right. Let's cash in that team um, drama money now. They, uh, uh, one thing I like about Craig mm. is that his bipolar disorder gets worse as he uh, doesn't get treatment, which is very real. Um, yes. And, oh God, there's yes. the, <laughs> the part where he mm-hmm. he's in the homeless shelter. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up because that's actually like yeah. that's one of the episodes that I think of the most when I think of Craig's bipolar disorder. Like my favorite plant of Craig's mental illness is when Manny is pregnant and he is yes. like the one other thing that I think is done very well with Craig. It's like very common for people with bipolar disorder, and I think this is common for a lot of mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically with bipolar, it's very common during a manic episode to suddenly be like, oh, I'm fine, actually. Uh, and I think Craig does that a lot. Um, and I yeah. appreciated seeing mm-hmm. that. Like, it feels like a, a thing a lot of people can relate to in dealing with mental illness. And I think with Manny's mm-hmm. pregnancy, that's such an interesting moment. Like, Craig's reaction to all of that is uh, such an interesting way to handle it. Mm-hmm. It is troubling. Is troubling. Because mm-hmm, it's like, oh, teen fatherhood is like, you know, kind of hard, Craig. And he's like, well, yeah, but you see, I'm an orphan. So now I'll have a family, which I always thought, like, before I really ever, um, like, looked into a mental illness in my personal life and been like, oh, wow. And, like, actually had friends that struggle with this stuff. At first, when I first saw that episode, I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, like, you know, like, that makes sense. <laughs> this 14-year-old boy or 15-year-old boy, is, he just wants a family. And right. like, that, that does make sense on, like, a, that makes sense on, like, a lizard brain level. But when you actually look at the, at the social climate that you're in, you're 15, yeah. you're in high school, yeah. like, maybe teen fatherhood isn't the best idea. But you're right. They do a great job of building and mm-hmm. planting Craig's mental illness. I mean, even from his first appearance with like jumping in front of the yes, train. Yes, I love that. Uh, it's, it's a very, uh, uh, I think, well done mm-hmm. arc. Even if this is a show where every teen issue is a little ridiculous. Um, yeah. I think they do it very well with, with Craig. Uh, exactly. In, in like the parameters of the universe of Degrassi. Me too. I was going to do my third plot point, but do you want to do yours? Because <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like... Do- it's because I'll do right. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, uh, sure, sure. Mine is gonna like, be kind uh, of uh, Craig's and you got his like last big plot before, um, which I guess just ties into talking about like Craig's music career in general because they definitely mm-hmm. like gave him a coke addiction to be like Craig's so right. rock and roll. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's yeah. really, honestly like not much to say about Craig's music career in general other than it happened. Whores, um, he got addicted to coke mm-hmm. and. Uh, it says on the Degrassi really fandom wiki, and I don't know if this is true, but that that is the first, like, student drug addiction storyline on Degrassi, which is crazy because I feel like after that, yeah. everyone has a drug addiction. Yeah, like, that's the first time we really hit addiction, like, heavily. Like, obviously, we have right. instances where people abuse drugs and alcohol, but they're never, like, full addictions. Like, Sean gets to abuse alcohol for a little bit there when he's, you know, feeling sad about right. being um, 
being poor and feeling like Emma's charity case. And then I think, and then JT um, overdoses on right. medicine, on medication that he stole right. from right. the pharmacy to try and sell to pay for his baby. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I think it's like good that they, they actually don't get like too into Craig's addiction. Uh, which is which is an interesting choice, but I think the right one. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really get to learn how it started, like why he's like we don't really hear exactly like why he's been doing it for so long. We actually yeah. only really see it like impact him positively until Ellie like calls him out on doing it, and like uh-huh. I, I think it's yeah. like, actually interesting that um, they show like that like for Craig this is like a good experience like he enjoys doing it 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 seems to like be something that like oh yeah I I don't know what I'm trying to say like not to say like coke is good because it's not but like I think that's yeah that's like true to the the no yeah but like when you're on it of uh, (laughs) of addiction um and Mm -hmm. uh it's interesting that we only see it be a problem when he is told he can't have it anymore um also the the scene of him like performing the song and getting a nosebleed is like i love that it's such a visually striking uh it's such an iconic scene the nosebleed seems to be the worst possible outcome it's like that's i think a big thing with like drug plots and addictions it's like right well you know doing cocaine can cause nosebleeds and it's like all right that his like realization of like how this is going to start affecting him is really Mm -hmm. subtle um instead of like like that compared to peter's meth right yeah um i think is actually uh pretty pretty well done and his (laughs) uh the scene of him of ellie like trying to uh get him to stop is is very good um i i I just think it's cool that like we we don't actually see uh, like for Craig, the experience of drugs is is positive, which is obviously why people become addicted to them. Um, and I think it's interesting mm-hmm. to portray it as like the bad thing is this is destroying yeah. his relationships. Yeah, and it's like we get to see Craig, and like this is the one. I think this is how they get to show how drugs have really changed him. Um, which is like obviously yeah. we talked about Craig being a shitty fuck boy for a while. But he's never, like, you know, malicious in it and never, like, fully manipulative. Like, he's, you know, he's a little liar and he's a cheater. But this instance, when Ellie brings up his addiction to him and then he seduces her, basically. He kisses her. He's so, he's like, you know what, Ellie, you're right. You're right. Like, I'm, I'm losing myself, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he lures her in and then instantly is like now give me my drugs <laughs> like never been manipulative like this before yeah like he is like toying with her and it's awful mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. absolutely awful yeah uh, and then i in the beginning of the next episode is manny ripping up a picture of craig and calling him a stupid cokehead <laughs> <laughs> which is so so good That's so uh, obviously good. i said before i love the scene when manny does coke with him. yes it's, it's great iconic uh, it's, it's so great 
Quincy knocks the shit off the table. Mm-hmm. She like jumps on his lap. So good. Yep. It's just like so oh. well done. and like all the people at the dinner party are like, this is why we don't invite high schoolers to our dinner parties. <laughs> I love that also like uh uh like it's awful that like uh, to the point of him like manipulating Ellie, it's also awful that he tells Ellie that uh Manny is the one who was doing coke. Right. Yes. Awful, awful, awful. Um, but I love that literally every other character is like Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like Elliot wants to believe in her, in her heart. She's like, he said it's Manny because of course she's going to believe that because she hates Manny. (laughs) But everyone else is like, Ellie, I I think he's lying to you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's fake. Yeah. Then Craig goes, uh, to rehab in Calgary. Mm-hmm. He goes and to Joey's rehab. Joey's pick him up at the airport because Joey's always there to clean up Craig. Craig. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess that'll go into my last plot point for him, which is just kind of his, his send off um, and how he's referenced over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. He really doesn't get sent off. Literally. Like he literally gets referenced up until the end of not just the series but next class Degrassi next yes. class yeah he's he guest stars on those episodes so Craig's legacy I guess on this show is that of a very famous musician he leaves after his coke addiction and he gets famous gets an album and then in Degrassi goes Hollywood he's in LA um he's you know a pretty big deal Yes, he's friends with Pete Wentz. He's friends with Pete (laughs) Wentz. Um, And then he and Ellie. He dates a model. Yeah, he dates a model. Like, he's he's living the L.A. dream. Um, And he's, you know, a pretty big musician then. And then he even comes back. Or You know what? I missed a point. Because he comes back in season seven to perform with Ashley at um, the gig. The gig that uh, Manny like what happens there <laughs> like manny oh, goes remember. to smithdale for her acting audition and jay follows her there yada 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 right and like ashley and ashley hops a ride with, with them yeah mm-hmm, so that she can go hang out with craig which you know if craig had not come back in season eight for for degrassi goes hollywood i would have assumed that craig and ashley were endgame which would have been the weirdest that would be devastating yeah it would be the weirdest turn of events i would be so sad that is like by far the worst ship for both of Mm -hmm. them how much do you want to bet that they did fuck after that though (laughs) oh they absolutely did uh, because craig says in degrassi goes hollywood because Ellie's like, what happened to you and Ashley? And yeah. he says they went to tour in Europe and then she decided to stay. Mm-hmm. So they back. did get back Which together. I, oh, God. I have to know how their European breakup went. Oh, my God. It was probably so dramatic. Which is hilarious. Because that's how she dumped him the first time. I know. <laughs> was going to Europe. Oh, God. So it was just <laughs> a pattern. It's just Ashley in Europe is the real. She probably, you know, she probably saw Alistair there and stayed. I feel like, oh god, the picture of Ashley and Alistair is hilarious because <laughs> Alistair's like the most lame looking guy. He really is. He's just British, like, Ashley. It's just a cool British boyfriend. You know, there was like a big breakup where Ashley was like, Craig, like, my real love is Europe. <laughs> 
I'm just so in love with London. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't have you here. Mm This is my city. Oh my god, that is that is the most accurate thing I've ever heard. Um, but yeah, so Craig, he's he's a music music boy. He's and and by the time we get to Degrassi next class, he's pretty well known and pretty famous, and everyone yes. kind of knows who he is. Um, like by the like with like seasons seven, like leading up to Degrassi goes Hollywood, it's kind of implied that like he's on the rise. Like I think Anya right. Anya makes a reference being like. Oh my God, Craig Manning, he's like this new artist, yada, yada. He went here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like you know that Craig is the uh, the famous person that went to the high yeah. school, right? How there will be like the one alumni that is a big deal. Yeah, poor Manny. She was literally in a film and they're like... <laughs> right, like that's it's so unfair. To she me. was in two films. Yeah, um, Manny's successful. Yeah. Um, but so far they're only Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes movies, so maybe uh. <laughs> Yeah, she like mm. Um But yeah, by the time we get to next class, he's pretty well known. Like he's um like Maya is such a huge fan of his work, blah blah blah. He comes back for the the alumni episode. I don't remember what exactly happens there, but it's like her big career opportunity is given to her by Craig. Um, Right. And she's like, got like, she gets all these opportunities musically because of her connection with Craig, um, which I find a, a really lovely way of bringing, um, bringing the old gener the old next generation to the new generation is to, yeah. Cause it's like where they couldn't like with, it's like in the same vein of how they needed to, um, mesh together Joey and and Snake and all of them into the next generation with next generation and next class they obviously couldn't really do it with like teen pregnancies or like parenthood but like right. mentorship opportunities and because not only does Maya have mentorship opportunities with Craig she has them with Peter and like Sav um, oh cool yeah and so it's like really cool to see <laughs> Degrassi networking like, I don't know if they trust <laughs> Peter to mentor a teenage okay. girl. Somehow, somehow, Peter, like, like last we see Peter before, like, he's off the show forever. He's working at the dot, like, managing the dot. Not managing, right. but, like, he's working there. And then he comes back in next class as a music producer. I was like, how did he what? get to Are this he point? What? Yeah, he's a what? whole music producer. And I'm like, how did we get to this point? <laughs> It's so weird after, like, Peter's introduction that at a certain point, everyone's like, this guy is fine. This guy is fine. Yeah, like, he they, that's, they just, It's just normal. That's they really, awful. their MO, Degrassi's MO is really, I'm going to introduce this shitty, shitty, shit human, um, Peter, Jay, Owen, all of them. Uh, and then once we don't want them to be universally hated anymore, he's just going to be funny. <laughs> We're yeah. just going to make him funny. Uh, I think Jay pulls it off so much better than Peter. Yes, Jay Uh, is the, like... Yeah, I think Jay becomes, like, genuinely lovable. Yes. uh, And, like, a fun character. Whereas, like, Mm -hmm. Peter the whole time, I'm just like, why does does anybody like this guy? Yeah, me too. I'm like, yeah, Jay pulls it off better than any of them. Yeah. 
so that's kind of how that's we it takes us a very long time to see the end of craig and i love that like with all the like he i think what it is is that he leaves so early like from being a main character he only spends three seasons on the show fully after fully fucking shit up he's only there from seasons yeah he's only there seasons two to five yeah and then he leaves and then he leaves midway through season five and so it's like we only got to spend such a short amount of time with this character who impacted the show so much that Mm -hmm. it only it's the most satisfying way of ending his character is by continuously bringing him back and like making sure that we all remembered him <laughs> yeah it's cool that he still like continues to impact the universe and i mm-hmm. like the idea that like craig does wind up in a relatively stable place and like mentors yeah. young artists and stuff and yeah i i think that's great for craig <laughs> i agree like craig <laughs> like it, it, yeah like it's just such a nice like way of keeping his spirit alive i guess Ah. Um, so yeah, that's all of Craig's plot points. Now we can hit the, um, the most anticipated moment of the episode, I'm assuming. Yeah. Is the ships, because that is where, when we're not dealing with Craig's, um, mental health or his drug addictions, it's all ships, baby. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's where the meat, that's where the meat of Craig, ooh. (laughs) Oh, the meat of the- Craig. <laughs> you did you did mention before we started recording that Craig's huge penis is a really important part of his character. Oh God, yeah. Craig's meat <laughs> is a, a major uh, important that's a, a huge way he impacted the universe of just, Sebastian. Huge just knowing day. honestly, wait. Okay, but you, you, have you heard my thesis on how Paige is the reason that Jimmy got shot? No. So I've said it before that Paige um, thwarting Terry and Spinner's potential relationship is the reason why Terry gets with Rick, which is the reason why Rick gets bullied, which is the reason why Rick shoots up the school and shoots Jimmy. Mm. And we were trying to figure out how we can blame JT's death on anyone else. And, and it's Craig. It's Craig. Craig's huge dick. That, that tracks so clearly. Like, if JT hadn't seen Craig's huge penis, he wouldn't have been insecure about his tiny penis, so he wouldn't have bought the huge condoms, and he wouldn't have gotten Liberty pregnant, and then right. he and Liberty would have stayed together, and then he wouldn't have died for dating Mia. Yes. <laughs> oh my god it's been craig this whole time it's It's been craig the whole time in his huge dick oh god craig killed jt Um, but yeah so which ship should we go with first is should it be manny i think i mean technically that is the first one she is the first one yeah she is the first one which like Um, i like we said before craig and manny like Jake and Cassie have such one great chemistry and two they're both fantastic actors. Yes. Um however, I cannot feasibly ship 
Craig and Manny. Oh, no. I think what's great about Craig and Manny's relationship is that it absolutely should not mm-hmm. Exactly. They do a great job playing a disastrous relationship. Yes. Because it's like every time they're together, it is wrong. It is just uh, like wrong. hurricanes of and, problems. And like they set it up so well on their mm-hmm. first date. And then exactly. every time they're together, it's the same thing. Exactly. Like they just are never on the same page. Disaster. Um, absolute disaster every time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I think it's fun that Manny is like the kind of girl he keeps going back to, but yeah. not in a romantic way. Exactly. That it's the, like everything in my life is chaotic and fucked up. I, I guess I should go sleep with Manny. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, we were talking about that in the Ellie episode when Weddings Parties Anything is such a like telling episode for how Craig feels about relationships because that enti- it's like I, I'm going to sound like a broken record because I've said this on the pod before, but like that whole episode feels like a an early 2000s um, romantic comedy where yes. we're following Ellie's character as she's, you know, pining after Craig. And you just know, like, it just, you know that he's like, you're like, oh, by the end of this, he's going to pick Ellie because she's the one who's yeah. putting herself yeah. in. She's like the one she, putting like, herself out there and risking it all. Yeah, this. she wears that, like, fancy dress mm-hmm. for him. And she's like, this isn't me, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, my God, like, this is when Craig and Ellie are going to happen. And he makes the wrong decision. Like, yes. you just know by the end of this episode he's going to get with Ellie. But no, he goes to yeah. Manny, who's been in this whole episode extremely petty, extremely, like, unlikable, honestly. Yeah. And he goes to her to get back together with her, probably just because he knows, like, he, like, he knows that she's going to be there. Like, he knows yeah. that she's still attracted to him, and he knows that, like, I'm going to save because this is when just after Manny had her nudes leak, he's like, I'm going to save her from all of this. And we're going to, we're going to lay low together this school year. Yes. Yes. I think it's, it's both great that the relate, their relationship is so clearly like a self-destructive habit for both mm -hmm. of them. Cause you're like, Manny, there is, there is no way Manny thinks that her being with Craig is a good idea. Exactly. There is no way. Like, one infidelity and one abortion later, like, girl. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, no. Um, but it makes perfect sense why she gets with him when she does. Yeah, because uh, she's like, like... after the nudes leak and after mm-hmm. all of that. Um, yeah, totally. I like that. I, I think the appeal of that relationship for Craig, which I think is interesting because it's not something he seeks out otherwise is um, like, I think he feels like he can like take care of Manny. Yeah. In a way he can't with like the other women he chases. Exactly. Because he says it on their first, after their first date that he, he, she seems so young. She seems so like immature, blah, blah, blah. And he's then twisted that into a narrative of him being like, Oh, I, she's a person that I feel like I can you know, can be the one helping her instead of everyone needing to help me all the time. Yes, absolutely. Like Manny definitely does not see Craig as someone she needs to be. Mm-hmm. Care of. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like it's cool. The only thing I I would change with their relationship is at all is that I do wish 
we got to see those two characters like be friends a little yeah. bit more. And it makes sense that they're not. Yeah. Like it, it does make sense. But the way that they keep getting back together, like you kind of, I feel like fill in the gaps that like, oh, they, they must have a pretty good relationship mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. Of Cause like somehow. there are like little moments in between them being together where like the when they reference each other or like I just I think I read it on the wiki when Manny is showing Chester around the school and she's like this is the lockers this is meteor immersion oh and that's Craig hi Craig (laughs) like like they're pretty cordial in the in the between times so I've always found their um, their dynamic really interesting and like even when when the nude sleep happens and her her video pops up on his computer and he's like he covers his eyes out of respect which i find i always found right very sweet yeah he's very like defensive mm-hmm. of her um around all of that like he he is like very much usually we we tend to see craig like be even in episodes that aren't craig episodes you'll see craig being like man he's not a right slut. like he'll always stick <laughs> like, up for her which i've always loved yeah um and I think the 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 Craig Manny Ellie love triangle is so much better yes. than the Craig Manny Ashley oh love triangle. I mean, probably because you, you they clearly like know that they have three very good actors, yes. um, and it makes sense to put those three together in that way because I think with the Craig Manny Ellie love triangle. Um, you get to see Manny and Ellie interact more than you did like Manny and exactly, Ashley. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and it's very well done. Yeah, with like, with Craig, okay, we can then like, I guess we can shift to Craig and Ashley now because Craig mm-hmm. and Ashley, I've said before, when they get together, the whole, like, their whole world kind of revolves around each other for those two seasons, um, three and four, yes. where it's like them being together is kind of all they are about in those two seasons. And yeah. so with Craig and Ashley being together and the love triangle with him and Craig or with Craig and Ashley and Manny, it's like, it's very clearly Craig centric where it's like these two girls are fighting over this boy that they both really like because Manny wants the validation of Craig finally, um, com- finally being there um, for her right. and Ashley I don't know, likes him, I guess. <laughs> and, um, Ashley has main character exactly. syndrome. So of course she of course gets, she's which like, is like so funny that a fictional character who is decidedly not the main character <laughs> of the show she's yeah, on, like that syndrome. she is that self-absorbed. Exactly. That's really funny. Um, but yeah, it's like this triangle is very Craig centric, whereas the Crelly Cranny <laughs> love triangle is very yes. these two girls kind of their insecurities playing into Craig. Like Ellie yeah. feels like like, oh, I'm never gonna be like a Manny type of girl. Um, and that's the kind of girl that Craig likes. Whereas Manny's like, I'm never gonna be as mature or as into music or as cool as Ellie. And so that's the kind of girl that Craig likes. Whereas it with Ashley and Manny, they're both pretty confident that Craig likes them. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes absolutely they're both like oh um, no Craig likes me you're just the girl in the way uh I find Craig and Ashley to be just like an insufferable me couple. too um like both in the sense that they are definitely like 
it's it's not that it doesn't feel realistic because mm-hmm. there definitely was that couple yeah, in high school. There totally like was. I definitely knew that couple mm-hmm. that was just like way too into each other, but then they also always had drama. Yeah. Um but I think the the drama that Craig and Ashley have, I just like it's not fun to watch or interesting. Yes, I totally because agree. Because the drama seems to be that they just hate each yes, other. Yes, definitely. <laughs> like, like- Ashley's such a shrew like she's just such like the episode where Craig and Ashley are like moving toward maybe having sex for the first time and like obviously like teenage girls you don't have to have sex with boyfriends all that stuff blah 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 of course but like they make the agreement that they're gonna have sex I feel in my heart like maybe this is I think this is also just like a teen show trope that is overused and unrealistic. Like, it's not unrealistic to what the world is like, but it is unrealistic to what we should expect from people and teenagers. Like, she calls it off because he told Spinner. Which, like... Right. Yes. How else do you expect that this is going to go? Like, you don't expect him to talk to his friends about the intimate moments of his life. And then she's also, like, pissed that this, like... 15 year old boy is not like expressing his love for right. her appropriately exactly. enough like he like sends her roses and she's not pleased and then he like writes her a song mm-hmm. and she's still like it was all fake you were just telling your friends exactly and it's like i don't understand why it's bad that he told his friends <laughs> like he needs to right. confide in someone Ugh. yeah and it's uh not to say Craig is a pretty awful boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong; like he he's absolutely awful to the the women in his life, especially mm-hmm. as a troubled teen. But um, I I think that with Ashley, that really bothers me is the way they create these like patterns in their relationship mm-hmm. where it's like they get together. Ashley, they have broken up and gotten back together like nine million times, right? And then like every time, it always ends with like Craig has some problem, and Ashley's like. I just like I can't, I can't with you, Craig. Deal with these like with your life, Craig. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I need to go do this by myself. And it's like I think when they break up, when she goes to London, I found like I was like, come on, Ashley. Yeah, like, like that's he, a very cowardly way to end this this saga. Yeah, like I got it the other times. Mm-hmm. I get it, um, but when he's like, I'm gonna go do a music program for the summer. You're gonna be in London, right. like that felt not unreasonable exactly and then she's like are you having an episode and it's like no he just wants to be with his girlfriend over the summer he was having an like episode you were just like... <laughs> right he was but you were like just mad that he didn't tell you he loves mm-hmm. you enough. and Mom. honestly ashley like i'm just now having this realization ashley might have been like if they had kept her on longer or if they had um if they had like actually looked at the patterns they're creating for her she gets close to boys and then once they're too close she's like ew 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 i hate this boy right i think ashley's a lesbian (laughs) that i'm shocked that ashley didn't have like a gay exploration because that makes so much sense for her Ashley should have dumped Craig for a woman. Honestly, in it should have. That would have been amazing. Well, they did call him Allie. Like, his, right. his nickname is Allie. Craig, uh, Ashley's English boyfriend is like a closet trans woman. Yes, totally. And they're going to, she's going to help 
Allie discover, <laughs> discover their like gender identity yes. well but somehow make it all about her yes exactly because it's like yeah Ashley I think she she can't handle being too close to a boy like she's like she's all there for the the the, the courting aspect of it all like the dating and all of that but then once you're actually in that like intimate setting with that boy where it's like oh he's now invading your you know your your free time like when we saw it with Jimmy where he was coming to her house every day and like she was suddenly like I hate you I hate you so much yeah no they absolutely should have made Ashley realize she was Mm -hmm, a lesbian that makes that would have like it would have like firmly redeemed her character (laughs) flaws it really would it would have made her interesting yeah it really would have (laughs) Um, but yeah, like, so Craig and Ashley, eh, like, I, yeah, I hate, they're yeah. insufferable together. I hate Ashley in general. Uh, yeah, I hate Ashley, and, like, Craig is at his worst as, like, a character, like, the most insufferable as a character mm-hmm. when he's with Yes, 100%. Because, like, whenever he's with Ashley, you're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, in between them, there are just too many songs too many like there are too many songs like i hate i hate that the show is so like determined to make them soulmates so early yes. on like you know like that it's just like but they both like love music mm-hmm. and it's like no which by the way that was one thing i wanted to touch on is um why did we take craig's first love of photography film all of that stuff and then rant and then take it all away and then randomly give him a guitar and be like, I mean, he's a musician like, now. Let's be real. It's like, because Jake Epstein wanted to do music, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's very clearly like, oh, I guess this dude wants to sing. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> let him do it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it does, like, abruptly change. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think it's true. It's, like, realistic to have students, like, change interests in high school. Yeah. That makes sense. But it is, like, his entire life is photography. Exactly. He's got a bathroom in his home. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then out of nowhere, his entire life his music. is music. Yeah. And like the same thing happens to Peter where he starts out, he likes making films. Like that's how Manny's nudesly happens. It's because Peter. <laughs> he likes making some interesting films. <laughs> yeah. Peter starts out with a camera in his hand all the time. And then all of a He's sudden. He's in the opening credits with like a... Craig is. Mm-hmm with the camera exactly and then all of a sudden they're like actually man here's a guitar you're which is interesting considering jamie johnston is not necessarily the same kind of musician that jake epstein is yeah and he's also always like second fiddle to the other people having a music exactly exactly (laughs) it's like if uh like i'm trying to think if like marco's guitar playing was his right Um, but yeah, so I guess we can, now we can go on to Craig and Ellie, which I, I'm such a, I'm such a bitch for Craig and Ellie. Oh, I love Craig Mm -hmm. and Ellie. I think it's, I think their relationship is, uh, like their friendship is really well developed. Um, they, it, it becomes really clear, like you said, with the, the love triangle with Manny that it's like, oh, this is who Craig should be. Right. Exactly. Uh, And you feel like the reason they don't get together is because Craig knows he should be with Yeah, him. exactly. He's self-sabotaging. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think actually the way they handle it in Degrassi Goes Hollywood is perfect. Mm-hmm. That like, 
they get together but don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, that feels like such an appropriate it really does. ending for them because because his model girlfriend, like, what is she but just like another man? Exactly. Like she's just kind of she's just, she's his LA girlfriend. Like this is like, oh, I'm in a yeah, new town. Like, like Yeah, he found a beautiful woman mm-hmm. who was like into him. Right. And that's like what he thinks a perfect relationship. Yeah, but is. nothing will really ever compare to what he's gone through with Ellie, how he how they feel together like the two of them like like, they're the chemistry is amazing the way ellie tries to support craig Mm -hmm. is so different than the way ashley does oh yeah and it feels so like genuine they're in group therapy together like they have uh like they have so many like shared experiences Mm -hmm. and she like Uh, she holds him accountable i think that's like the big difference is like yeah Ashley it was very much like how can I help you how can I save you um and like right and so she was annoyed exactly of this whole martyrdom thing where she's sacrificing so much to help to save Craig um whereas with Ellie it's like like, why "Mm -hmm." it's like why um but with Ellie it's like I'm gonna hold you accountable for your own life just like I'm holding myself accountable for mine even though I know for a fact that you and I are perfect together and I'm not gonna force you to do anything you don't want to Yes. And I love, I love, like, it's, it's so corny, but I love the part in Degrassi Goes Hollywood when Craig's like, I have like this perfect LA life, but then yeah. you come along. It's so <laughs> cheesy, it really is. but I, I love it. Mm-hmm. So like, that's always what Ellie has done. Exactly. Like, you know, Craig thinks he has what he wants, but then there's Ellie. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think it's cute that they end where they do that. It ends on the note where she says, uh, what is it? She says, like, you'll we'll always, always have, have Ellie. LA. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, he's just like, maybe like someday or yeah. something. Oh, like, like the wistfulness um, of it all. Like, I like to think they get together Me too. after that. Me too. Like, it's just, um, they're a perfect will they, won't they. They're a perfect, like, they keep building us, building us up to like a point and then like, being like oh not yet oh not yet like a, yeah and it's like it's such a good and Degrassi Goes Hollywood is a like a perfect payoff to that where it's like we finally get to see them like he saves her life which Ellie doesn't have a lot yeah. of people who standing up for her like that um because Ellie yeah. has to like she goes through her life and her struggles a lot on her own where she's like mm-hmm. she's the one fighting for herself but um like they um yeah, he he saves her life with Marco. They he's the one he gets to finally be the one who's there for her. And Yeah, which like I think it's so great to see that like Ellie has like supported Craig through getting his shit together mm-hmm. for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to see it's like, well now Craig is in a place where he can exactly help her. like he's finally in a spot where he's like, I'm mentally healthy, I'm you know, uh I'm good. I'm a good place in my career. I'm not on drugs anymore. I can now, right. I can now offer out stuff that people have been giving to me my entire life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like to think that he helps her out mm-hmm. like long distance and then they yeah. get together. Or something. Yeah. Like it, it's just like a perfect note to end on the like hopefulness. Yeah. I love, I love them together. Like I think they're one of the most well-developed ships that we that yeah. we see on the show 
I'm like trying to rack my brain for a time that I was such a Craig. But uh, I was like tr- desperately trying to think of a time I was such a Craig that wouldn't be like absurdly depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, we can share our times that we were such a Craig. Sure. I'm going to have to do some thinking on that. So do yeah. you have one that you've thought of? Sure. I can go first. I mean, okay. I've been such a Craig a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> with like the nature of bipolar disorder and mm-hmm. living with it. Um, but I will say a time that I was such a Craig was um, I, so I did this internship in New York mm-hmm. uh, about two years ago, two, three minutes now. I don't know. Uh, but uh it was like this absolute dream internship at the public theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got it and did not tell anyone about it. Ooh. I got in huge trouble with my job because I told my boss uh, a few days before I left after she like pressed me on where I was going on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did go to New York very suddenly and uh went crazy oh <laughs> like, my I was drinking all the time mm-hmm. uh, um I absolutely like destroyed many of my friendships by like oh arguing with people and like this is depressing but I want to mm-hmm. be clear like um at this time like this is hilarious to me now how like mm-hmm. comedically messy it was for <laughs> me I was like I I like it it, it it was like I was acting as if I was in a movie or right. an episode of Degrassi. Uh, like, there was a certain self-awareness to it. But um, then, like, I, when I came back home, I had to, like, tell everyone about it and mm-hmm. be like, uh, actually, it sucked, guys. Oh. Uh, but I, I think that's a, a very Craig thing to that do. That is. I, I totally. That was like a Craig two-parter episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Craig goes uh, to New York. <laughs> Craig goes to New York and then, like, thinks it's going to rule and has a great gig set up. And right. then, like, spends his time getting drunk a lot and arguing mm-hmm. with his friends on the phone. Right. Oh, man. Uh it's like again, it's hard to come up with a time you're such a Craig that isn't like awful. Exactly. I'm like <laughs> so much of what Craig does is awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I even like the stuff that he just like goes through. Cause like I'm thinking the only things that really come to mind are like my strangled relationship with my parents and yeah. how many times that I've gotten into verbal altercations with my parents, physical altercations with my parents when I was a teenager that left me feeling completely empty inside. Um, And luckily for me, my parents are still alive. Yeah, they did not die in a a horrible car crash. (laughs) Yeah, and um, I guess my family dynamic, obviously not as crazy as Craig's, but like my family dynamic really affected me in similar ways that they might have that they affected Craig because um like obviously there's the whole like issues with his dad the abuse um aspect of it where like I won't go as far as to say that I was like ever fully severely abused but there were abusive elements of my home life that have affected me later in life um and I guess just like Craig's relationship with Angie I've always felt like I've I as an older sibling myself me and my brother have um, it's never really felt like 
um, a traditional sibling relationship because we have such a large age gap. With Craig and Angie, it's probably like if he was 14 in season two and she was like, she was pretty young, right? She was like five. Yeah, she's like five. So like they have, and then they have like a pretty similar age gap to me and my brother because my brother and I are ten years apart, almost eleven. Um, right. And just his whole like um, how he feels so uh, attached to Angie, obviously because they're siblings, but like yeah. also that like um, that feeling of like wanting to run away with her and like take her away from like all the bad stuff in the world and like how he clearly wishes for her like a better life than like he's gone through um I definitely feel that for my little brother like I'm constantly like trying to have him open up to me and I'm always like please Uh, tell me about your life and all of that he's he's 15 now he's like I don't want to talk to my sister about anything um but especially when he was really little I would be like I would I would always I, I felt like his second mom, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which, you know, is also, like, the plight of the eldest daughter, but, like... <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's, it's a true feeling where it's, like, you know, I'm, I see the world that we're in, and, like, I want to save him from it um, yeah. all the time. So, yeah, I guess that's the time that I was such a Craig, just, like, my general home yeah. life and how it's affected me and how... It affects my relationship with my with my brother. Um, yeah. yeah, I think like that's a really good one. That's a really like interesting mm-hmm. element of Craig's character because like the, uh, uh, yeah, any other time you're such a Craig is always like I just went <laughs> off the deep end for a little bit. Yeah, uh, I mean that's like that's mine. I I guess I could mm-hmm. say like you know I I have a a complicated like relationship with my like mental disorder. Yeah, I like I think that's like the point of Craig, right? Mm-hmm. That's like what most people are going to relate to with him. Yeah, um, and, like, people like you who, like, get to see yourselves represented in Craig even before you fully realize that about yourself. Like, that's so important. Absolutely. Like, I, I think, like, when I realized I was exhibiting symptoms of bipolar disorder, like, mm-hmm. that was actually really helpful to look back and be like, mm-hmm. is this how I feel inside? Like, no, I am not destroying a hotel room. Right. But, like, I absolutely got in trouble for, like, using my parents' credit card for things mm-hmm. I should not Like, uh, very impulsively. And it's, yeah. it, I think that's, like, the best of what Degrassi can do do when it's good yeah totally is to like give us a mirror to society and be like hey if you are going through this here's a character that you can attach yourself to and carry with you for the rest of your life absolutely as your your, like emotional support character oh yeah like I have definitely throughout my life as like things have come up Mm -hmm. I have been like if I'm, if I'm, like, figuring something out for myself that I, I know was a topic covered on Degrassi, right. I'll, like, go back <laughs> and watch it. Like, when I was, like, dealing with my, like, struggles with gender identity, mm-hmm. I watched some episodes of Degrassi about it. Like, yeah, yeah, um, totally. It's, uh, it's really good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess thanks to the Canadian government Honestly. for giving us that. Like, it's, it's really, it, it is one of those shows that, like, it, that's why I love it so much is that, like, not only from a person who likes to tell stories and, like, from a character um, yeah. analysis standpoint and, like, a character building standpoint, but just the ways in which it can impact people and teenagers and children um, who who get to watch it 
in their lives and it can be like wow here is an honest portrayal usually honest sometimes <laughs> um, but usually yeah. honest portrayal of a real life issue that I could be going through or I could know somebody who's going through like I love to play the game of like three degrees of separation from Degrassi where it's like oh give me a topic and I'll somehow relate it to Degrassi yeah it's like obviously you have to know going in that it's like a soap opera it's a right. drama the, the issues that they cover are going to be like taken to the farthest mm-hmm. possible extreme right um and it's like yeah there are times when you're watching and you're like how does this my shit happen in this one high school exactly like, my high school is pretty boring um, yep <laughs> but it it usually gives you a good like approximation of what that looks like in the real world which right. is which is good mm-hmm. um because i i mean yeah like i think a lot of the stuff degrassi characters relate to are things that like you probably won't deal with when you're 14 right uh, totally will encounter in life and it's mm-hmm. good to have an understanding of the way the world works like i'm sure how many people like did not have like their first like STI in oh. high school, but are like, oh, thank God I saw this on. He's like, oh, now I'm 25. Yikes! Yeah, <laughs> go- gonna go watch that episode of Emma getting uh, gonorrhea. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, there's absurd shit on Degrassi. Mm-hmm. There's 20 minute meth addiction, but yeah. uh, it's it's still like a. I think just a, uh, the what you're supposed to take away from it. Is yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Um, so I guess that's our episode. Thank you so much for being on. This was so much fun. I'm so glad. Like, I, I uh, am so glad you wanted me to talk about Craig. Like, oh, that. yeah. Like, I was like, I... <laughs> I was like, I have one person in mind to talk about Craig Manning. (laughs) (laughs) And it is Jesse Hernan. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. So where can people find you on social media? Twitter is Jesse Rags, which is Mm R-E-A-G-S. And Instagram is just Jesse Rag. Okay, nice. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty boring on social media, but if you want to hear like my uh whiny takes on like Aaron Sorkin's shows then uh that's a great place for that (laughs) if you want someone who's like I have never watched the West Wing but I hate it (laughs) Um, I'm a really great Twitter follower I love that okay and um you can follow me at OMG it's key across platforms that's Instagram um TikTok and you can follow the podcast on Instagram and um, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Bananas Podcast and email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Um, thanks again for being on. This was so much fun. Of course. Let- I'm so glad to have been on. So next week, ooh, next week will be a fun one because my friend Alicia will be back and we are going to be talking about Hazel Aden bringing on the black girl magic if you will. Oh my god. Hazel's <laughs> a great character to explore. She I can't is. can't wait for that one. Yeah, I was like, I've got to get my other black friend on here so that I can, <laughs> we can just go off about how poorly Hazel was oh, treated poor on this show. Hazel. Yeah, so thank you for being on. And of course, thank you. Thank you, listener, for listening. Um, well, I hope you come back next week. Bye-bye. Now you say bye. Oh, I say bye. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> bye. <laughs> I didn't know if that was like your thing. <laughs> <laughs>
Like, no, no, no. Everyone says bye. 